The opinions and views expressed on this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show or other programs on KUCI, please log on to KUCI.org for the latest program schedule. So last night was so crazy. Dude, I know. Oh, dude, I went into the bathroom, and I swear, this girl and this guy were totally on KUCI 88.9 in Irvine. The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome to the Heather McCoy Show. In our middle segment today, I'll be talking with Lacey Colmus, who is from Public Citizen, about the Trans-Pacific Partnership. That uh, It's a free trade deal that the Obama administration wants to get fast-tracked through Congress over congressional opposition in, in some parts right now. Then rounding out the hour, we'll have Robert Larson. He'll join us from the other side of the Cleveland National Forest. But first, we'll start off with a regular uh, contributor, the blogger behind Fill the Schemes, who is has it's a WordPress site, which is exciting, right? Uh, FillTheSchemes.com. Neil DeMoss, or welcome to the show, Neil. We are all WordPress sites now. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. It's like, oh, the guy's got a WordPress site, uh, like me. <laughs> so, anyways, I want to first wish you a happy birthday. That's thank you. Thank yeah, you, thank you. I like what you were saying before we went on the air, where it's a tradition now for birthdays. You just hit the like button a lot on Facebook. Yeah, it really pretty much takes up the entire day. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm way, way too old to be a baseball stadium, apparently. Yeah. I would have been, like, torn times by now. Yeah, you, we would hear all about how, um, I don't know, morbidly old and decrepit and how you're falling apart. And, yeah, I can only imagine. And, uh, and admittedly, I, I do not have any uh, cup holders or other modern amenities. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, more and more details are emerging from Cobb County in suburban Atlanta, where the Braves are hoping to move. Um, what's the latest update? Uh, what isn't the latest update? I mean, we're, we're rapidly moving towards this vote a week from today, right, where the Cobb County Commission is going to apparently cast its one and only vote on approving this project, although it's only a memorandum of understanding. So I'm not really clear on how they can do this without another official vote, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, who, who knows? Um, the, I'm trying to remember where we left off last week. I mean, now we're at this point where we sort of know what the deal is going to look like. Um, it's going to be a little bit over half coming from the Braves, although that obviously includes, you know, money from naming rights and other things like that. Um, and then about $300 million coming from Cobb County, um, which is uh, uh, going to come out of partly an existing property tax surcharge, which would get extended, and partly some new taxes on businesses and hotels in the area around the stadium. And it's all these sort of little different pieces they've cobbled together to um, make it sound like, so that they can say, oh, well, this isn't, any new taxes that are being imposed on Cobb County property taxpayers. Um, but realistically, um, you know, it's a tax surcharge that's being extended that wouldn't have been otherwise, so it is an increase not over what they're paying now, but over what they would be paying if they didn't build a stadium. Um, and there's just all these other strange pieces coming out. I mean, the latest thing yesterday was, um, which I wrote up this morning, was that the new stadium is only going to have um, 65,000 um, sorry, 6,000 parking spaces, whereas the old stadium that they were complaining about was saying that the parking was inadequate, had 8,500 um, parking spaces. 
So they're actually having less parking, and they're going to be setting up these little trams, you know, like little tramways that go around, like zoos and stuff, mm-hmm. to carry you around um, to take you from, like, the parking lots of neighboring malls to the stadium. It all sounds very dodgy. I mean, the, I, 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 there are reasons why stadium deals usually they spend a few months working them out as opposed to negotiating them starting in September and voting on them in November, and I think we're seeing why. Yeah, any word on who that uh, consortium of people got together and they, it was like a leak to that the Atlanta Braves are moving there and they bought up the land near the park? Um, you know, I haven't actually gone and paid the 99 cents that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution wants for me to be allowed to read the rest of that article. Um, I, may, I may go after this and, uh, and check it out to see if there's anything, anything secret there. But um, I, I, you know, so far as I know, we don't yet know who is doing it. The, the smart people, of course, to do it would have been the Braves. Yeah. Um, since they presumably knew what, you know, that what they were negotiating for, and it certainly makes sense for them to go and buy up the land before, uh, before you know, announcing the deal. Um, more and more, it seems like this deal is less a baseball deal than a uh, you know a land grab deal because um, they're you know they're getting um, I think it's 60 acres is it and most of that would be going to new development um, which you know the reason why they're not having very many parking spaces is because they want to use it for development instead. Um, and I'm wondering if this is sort of, you know, like we've been talking about the, there's the, the plan that the Angels have where they want to build all this parking, all this development right in their parking lot, right? It's the yeah. Angel Stadium. And I'm wondering if this is sort of the, the wave of the future, you know, where teams are less thinking, oh, how can we make money off of a stadium? And more thinking, oh, how can we use a stadium as an, an opportunity to get a whole bunch of land and build on it? Yeah. Having your fans park at the mall uh, in the mall parking lot and getting trammed into the game will require a fee from somebody to be paid to the mall or the mall will start towing. Um, any word on who is picking up that bill to the you know landowners for the mall, the Cobb County or the Braves? They only announced this transportation plan with the trams late on Friday, and yeah. again, I don't think anybody knows how the money is going to work for that. Because yeah, presumably you have to pay for for somebody for the for the mall parking and parking at like you know office complexes and things like that. Again, this seems really, really, really hastily thought out, um, and I you know, wonder if, you know, one of the reasons why they keep saying this memorandum of understanding vote next week is the only final vote is because they really want to make sure that everything gets nailed down, that they're doing the project, because they anticipate that once people start asking questions, there's going to be a million things that still need to be worked out. But, you know, as long as those are, oh, we still have to cross the T's and dot the I's and not oh, we don't actually have a workable plan yet, um, we have to go back and rethink this then, you know, at least they've sort of got the, uh, you know, got the thing nailed down before actually figuring out the, uh, the details, which is clearly what the Braves and Cobb County want to do. So if you don't have that much parking for, you know, Braves games, how are you going to park for, you know, if you want to visit what the Braves own besides the ballpark? Um, I mean, the hour-long, it's, I, I go to Disneyland frequently. My brother signs me in. Uh, he's an employee there, uh-huh. and it takes about an hour to get from the parking garage into the uh, to even get your bag inspected in front of the park. Um, that's an adequate time frame. I mean, how are they going to deal, deal with all these people and no public transportation and no place to park? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge question. You know, people have been comparing it to the Cowboys um, situation, where I guess they have something where you can go and park nearby and then get get bussed into the to the game. But you know, a football game's a full day 
event, right? You know, you get up early in the morning, you go out there, and you plan on being there and tailgating and all that. Um, baseball is not the same thing. Baseball is something that you run over to after work and maybe stay till the sixth inning and then get out and drive home um, because you don't want to stay there for the whole three hours. So the the not that I do that. I was raised <laughs> to stay at the end of the game, but I'm saying this is what people do. So, uh, you know, tacking on an extra half an hour, say, to get from your car to the game and then to get from your, the game back to your car seems like a huge, huge disincentive for people to go to the games, and especially when you're talking about no public transit and, you know, the fact that the uh, head of the Cobb County Republican Party openly said that one of his keys to, like, okaying the deal was to make sure that there wasn't going to be any public transit involved because that would allow those people from Atlanta to get to our county. Um, you know, the, the whole thing seems, seems increasingly nuts. Um, I really wonder why the Braves are doing this other than, you know, somebody waved a bunch of money in front of their faces and, and you know, they sort of grabbed at it. What exactly is a CCID? Uh, how is it created, and is there any way for Cobb County activists that are opposed to this, from the Tea Party to the Sierra Club, can they intervene to stop this uh, vote or move? You know, I'm not sure how the CCID is governed. Um, it's another one of these sort of you know development agencies that pop up all over the country, um, and uh, uh, that you know have sort of taxing powers for a local district. I guess they're not that dissimilar to the California's old RDAs. Um, and so they've got taxing power for this one local district, and they can, you know, pass a levy without having to go before a public vote or go before the legislative vote um, on the businesses in that area. Whether there's a way to challenge that is an excellent question. Usually these things are state-authorized, so it's possible the state legislature might be able to step in. I don't know if anybody in the state legislature wants to be the one to, you know, slap down Cobb County and say, no, you know, we're going to get in the way of your, of your Braves deal. I'm sure there are lots of Atlanta state officials who would like <laughs> to be able to do something like that. Again, you know, I feel like a broken record here this morning, but, like, it seems impossible that this deal is really going to be finalized next Tuesday as much as the county wants to say it is. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in our neck of the woods, we've hinted at it before, it's been discovered that the Angels are on the hook for the stadium maintenance uh, and capital repairs costs that Artie Moreno is trying to use as a bargaining chip to get the rights to the parking lots. Um, what happens now that the emperor has no clothes? Um, well, I don't know if the emperor has no clothes. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's a debate going on right now in Anaheim over how much the rights to those parking lots are worth. Um, and it's still a little unclear to me and a bunch of other people as to how much space is actually available because they're talking about, um, I think, the 150 acres around the stadium. And I, you know, looking at the site on Google Maps and, you know, some other maps that I've gotten don't uh-huh. find 150 acres quite. Um, sorry, you were saying? Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah, it doesn't look like 150 acres when I go there. Yeah, no. Um, so, you know, it's possible it's not really 150. So there's, you know, all these different estimates about how much the site is worth, anywhere between $30 million and $380 million, which clearly is a large discrepancy. Yeah. Um, and if you're talking about, you know, giving them $30 million worth of uh, development rights in exchange for them, you know, promising to uh, sign a lease to stick around for the next uh, uh, 20 years or whatever it is. Yeah, that's probably not a terrible price to pay. If it's $380 million worth of development rights, then that's nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be 
cheaper or you know for the county for, for the city rather to uh you know sell the development rights to the parking lots <laughs> and give the angels a cut and keep the rest yeah um so it's it's another one of these deals where it seems like the the legislative uh, action is moving way way quicker than anybody understands the financing which is very frustrating well i think the lease terms are something like 66 years for a dollar a year so i don't i think any way you cut it it doesn't add up at thirty million or the higher three hundred eighty million. Yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely a giveaway. The question is how valuable <laughs> that land is and how much of a giveaway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't understand why a sixty-six year term. I mean, you'd think that Anaheim could come back and say, you know, sixty-six years seems like an awful lot. Could it be thirty-three years at two dollars a year? Um, which would still be a tremendous giveaway, and you know, the Angels presumably would still snap it up, but. There's this fear that they're going to move somewhere, um, and I don't know where that would be. But um, and you know, as we've seen with the Atlanta situation, it's conceivable that Anaheim might be better off uh, letting them move and reusing the land if the land is that valuable. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, just drive 15 minutes to go see the team somewhere nearby. Um, it's it's something that requires a lot of investigation, and there's a really good uh, Columbia Journalism Review piece. Uh, week, week and a half ago, um, looking at the coverage, and it was just, you know, when the, when the deal was first announced in September, it was really just dismal. It was just like repeating the press releases. The Orange County Register started doing a much better job in recent weeks, but, you know, that's, that's a long gap, and it's, you know, they're really trying to play catch-up, and, you know, when you, if you're going to really be, you know, vetting these deals in public and having good public debates about them, you really need to have a press that is going to report on them promptly and investigate them promptly, or else, you know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah, the the deal goes for 66 years at a dollar a year for the leased parking lots. Any word if the stadium lease would extend for that same term? That's an excellent question. I believe not. Um, I think that the Angels are only locked in for a shorter time under it, but um, again, I have not seen that anywhere in the coverage, so I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So last week, we uh, you reported that uh, the Tampa Bay Rays were spending 1.3 million dollars on renovations at Tropicana Field. Now word leaks out, oh, it's not coming from the Rays' pocket, but out of a fund that is part of the city's contract with the Rays to use Tropicana Field. How do the taxpayers get better lease agreements with these teams? You know, they, they. I mean, it's easy for it's easy for mayors to do it. You know, just hire better people to negotiate these things. I mean, yeah. really, you know, if you want an example of uh, of you know, penny wise pound foolish uh, behavior among elected officials, it's not hiring people who know how to negotiate stadium leases because you end up costing yourself millions upon millions of dollars um, just by virtue of the fact that the guys on the other side of the table have professionals negotiating these things, and they know how they work, and they know where the millions of dollars are hidden in the lease. And the guys on your side of the table are usually, you know, whoever it is from the Corp Council's office, you know, the city lawyers who are there and know how to write a contract, but don't know anything about stadium financing um, and stadium revenues. And, you know, we'll be quick to say, oh, yeah, sure, you know, you want us to promise to repair the place if it breaks? Yeah, okay, that sounds fine. And then 10 years later they find out, oh, we just committed to either having to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to upgrade the place or even more hundreds of millions of dollars to replace it. So, you know, if there's one message that I could get out, if any local elected officials are listening anywhere in the country, um, re- 
really hire a professional. They're not that expensive. You know? yeah. <laughs> I bet you could get somebody for you know a few thousand bucks who would save you millions later on. Oh, definitely. Uh, we'll leave off with a story of when a nonprofit minor league baseball deal goes bad. Um, it was a St. Louis Cardinals a AAA affiliate, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Memphis Redbirds, and um, about 10, 12 years ago, um, they got bought and handed over to a nonprofit community-controlled, well, community, you know, leader-controlled, so business leaders and civic leaders, um, corporation, and it all sounded lovely until first it turned out um, back then that the uh, the nonprofit corporation was in part intended as a tax dodge because it could sell uh, sell bonds for a stadium at cheaper rates than um, if the if the business owners themselves had owned it, and then it turned out not so well. When a couple years ago the nonprofit uh, defaulted on the bonds and the creditors <laughs> came calling, and the franchise was in trouble, even though it's one of the most successful minor league franchises. And now we have this deal where it looks like the Cardinals are going to get to take the team, which is the part of the deal that, you know, the part of the business that actually makes money, and the city of Memphis is going to have to uh, take on the stadium, which is the part that doesn't make money, and potentially commit itself to a whole lot of upgrades to the stadium as well. Ah, that's too bad. um, Not a very happy ending if this is the way it ends. Um, You know, I'm still... Certainly, an advocate of uh, of uh, you know community control of teams. I think it's a perfectly good option. But um, you know, when you have this sort of uh, greenwashed uh, nonprofit shell corporation thing, that doesn't necessarily always mean a community control. Yeah, and MLB doesn't even allow for it. I think uh, in your book, Field of Schemes, I think uh, the former owner of the Padres tried it, and then the MLB owners overruled them, saying you can't do that. Yep, absolutely. It was Joan Crock, Ray, Ray Crock, the McDonald's guy's widow, who uh, wanted to give San Diego the team and a trust fund to operate it. And Major League Baseball came in and said, what are you doing? We can't allow the public to own a team and, and vetoed the deal. That's so, so bad. Yeah, there are a few minor league baseball teams and, you know, Canadian football teams and things like that that are run this way. But, um, you know, the, the big pro sports leagues are are adamantly opposed because uh, you know they don't they don't want the public in their club. Yeah, definitely. Neil DeMoss, he runs fieldofschemes.com, and he will be uh, celebrating his birthday and probably going through all things Braves today. So um, <laughs> anyway, probably. Anyways, all right. Um, all right. See you next week. Yeah, talk to you next week. And this is Heather McCoy Show.